This has been a, a busy week for myself, and that feels strange in the midst of lockdowns, feeling like things are busy. Uh, but we celebrated a birthday in our household for, for our oldest daughter, and we did all of the, you know, quarantine life of, of Zoom calling family and, and us all kind of having Zoom for our work environments as well. And, and we had a lot of busy celebration, but really joyful ones. And one of the things that stands out to me this week is every time it seems like we have people on the other end of a conference call, and whether it's family or friends, because uh, even last week during our Zoom fellowship, our, our four-year-old loves to go and grab a photo book, and it's her baby photo book, and she starts showing photos of family and showing photos of her younger self. And I, I was remarking this last week about how different that is from when we get older in life and we start wanting to hide those baby photos. And yet our parents are there to remind us and start showing off these baby photos, whether this is, you know, you've got this um, new love interest and they're, they're meeting your family for the first time and suddenly your parents start showing off all your baby photos. Uh, and it's a fun and time of, of, of how we have different responses and reactions uh, to our childhood photos and to those memories of ourselves when we were, were younger, maybe less mature, when we, were, when we were not developed into the people that we are now. Can you imagine being Thomas? And if Thomas were to know that for 2,000 years people are going to tell this story about one of your days of, of doubt, of, of not, not being at your fullest uh, level of trust and faith, and we got to keep telling the story. Couldn't you imagine Thomas kind of cringing, hearing, oh, we got to talk about this again? But here we are telling the story um, that we continue this week, uh, where it's still the day of Easter Sunday, and, and the disciples have been gathered in this room, and they've had the doors locked, and Jesus has shown up, and he's offered them peace. And wouldn't you know it, Thomas isn't there for it picked the wrong time to go out on a pizza run or wherever he might have been. Uh, but he's not there when, when Jesus shows up to the disciples and when they share about it later. He says, I, I, I don't know. I, I got to see this for myself. And I want to talk about a few things about Thomas and about Jesus and what that might have to say to us. The first thing I want us to know about Thomas is Thomas is suffering. I don't think we'd give him enough consideration or appreciation that this isn't a good day of the week. He is still living with Good Friday. He is still living in the pain of that. And he is still struggling with losing his teacher, the one that he's been following, the one that he's, he's loved and listened to for so long. He's still grieving about that. And that's the kind of moment in which he's responding in the scene. He, he's suffering. And I want to point out something that we might not notice. How does he know about Jesus' scars? You know, the disciples are said not to have been at the crucifixion scene. You know, that they kind of scattered and they were, they were hidden. They, they didn't come out like the women did to the story and to the scene of Jesus at the cross. And yet he says, hey, I got to see the pierced hands. And I got to see the wound in his side. How does he know about that? He, he wasn't physically there. And even if he wasn't physically there, even if he didn't see with his physical eyes, he emotionally and spiritually has been seeing his friend crucified in his mind. He's been grieving the pain and the loss of his friend. And he's saying, you know, 
unless I can see my friend and see those scars, I don't know that I can process this. And he's grieving. And he's surely grieving also that he missed out on something important. You know, nobody wants to be the person to miss out on the best occasion. This Resurrection Sunday, this Easter moment, and I missed it. And in our lives, we often have fear of missing out on things. And it's now weird in this quarantine life in which there's not a lot going on outside. And so maybe we don't feel like we're missing out on as much. Uh, But we all know that feeling of being like, man, I really wish I was there. And maybe you're seeing photos on, on social media and your friends are posting photos of, you know, even for us of, it's our, it's our daughter's birthday this week, and man, I wish I could have been there to celebrate with you. And Thomas had the all-time missing out moment. How did I miss this? You all got to experience Jesus. Why can't I? I, I got to see this. I got to experience it for myself. And so Thomas is suffering, and he's missing out. But I want to point out that Thomas was willing to follow Jesus. He was willing to follow Jesus even in the face of death before that, you know, when they originally went down towards Jerusalem in the Gospel of John, they get word that Lazarus is sick in Bethany and they have this conversation about if it was safe to go, to go help. And Thomas in that scene says, hey, let's, you know, we might die, but let's go with him. And so this is a person of faith. In the midst of their suffering, in the midst of this pain, that faith might waver a little bit. And that's true for Thomas, but I think that's true for us, that there are moments in our life where we get shook. And there's that little moment of, I don't know if I can still have that faith. And, and that, that doubt creeps in, and, and it's not just you're not trying hard enough. It's a real deep spiritual darkness that Good Friday can bring upon you. And so Thomas is in the midst of that, and, and he's... He's not there when the disciples are locked away in the house, but he's been in that activity. And I wonder what moment you might be in on your faith journey in the midst of seeing the pain that people are going through right now, seeing the, the increase of the, the count of death every day on the news. Like, that's tough to deal with. Um, and some of those stories get closer to home, and, and you might identify more with certain stories that you hear. But maybe you're in that same place where you're saying, I just can't imagine life in the midst of this. What, where is a resurrection Sunday in the midst of this dark, difficult time? So maybe you can understand where Thomas is at. But in the midst of this, Easter gives a defiant hopefulness. There's a defiance to Easter of hope in the midst of the darkest of days. And that hope in Easter's miracle is not just that that Jesus can die or that Jesus can live, but holding both of these things. The Easter miracle is that there are resurrected scars, that Jesus can appear and the wounds still be visible, but being healed and resurrected to life again. You know, it's not just about having life. Uh, It's not just about dying in a certain way but that the pain and the scars and the brokenness of our lives might be reassembled by God and renewed and resurrected into new life. And in this story, it's not just that Jesus is healed and resurrected and those scars are healed, but it's a story about all of our scars, that there's not a scar too deep to be healed by God. And I love that, the, particularly in the Eastern church, the images of Easter 
tend to be ones where Jesus is holding his hands down and he's lifting up humanity. He's lifting up, it's often an image of Adam and Eve to, to kind of symbolize all of humanity. You know, lifting all up from death. And it's not just, hey, we have a superhero. Uh, isn't he great? But look at the one who lifts us all up. That whatever wound, whatever scar, whatever pain that you've experienced, all of it might be resurrected through Jesus into new life. And in this, this story, there's the offering of these resurrected scars. That, that there's an importance in about having faith and being able to trust through the trauma, through the traumatic experiences of our lives. And you know, Thomas asks, I, I got to see these things. And you wonder if he would have said that to Jesus himself. He says that while well, Jesus isn't in the room. But when Jesus shows up uh, again uh, another week later, he finds the disciples and Thomas there and he offers them up freely. And he says to, to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Jesus is offering up the vulnerabilities of these are the scars that have been healed. It's okay. You didn't see when the scar happened. And I'm not going to uh, attack you for the fact that you weren't there for me. But I'm offering them up to show you that even the most painful moment might still be resurrected and be healed. Come see, touch, it's, it's okay. And I wonder if we're vulnerable enough to do the same. If we can actually be like Jesus, we all have scars. We all have pains. We all have broken moments in our lives that, that were hard, that were difficult. Part of being sent out and being filled with God's Spirit to go spread the good news is that we are all called to show up and to offer up those resurrected scars. Say, hey, I know this broken thing was, was an, a part of my life, but I want you to see where God has renewed and restored me. And, and I'm not finished yet. There's still some brokenness. There's still some scars that are a little bit too, too new. I, I can't quite show those yet maybe. But, but how do we start showing where God has been, been renewing us to spread the good news of Easter Sunday to others in our lives? And so if you want to spread those good news, you know, spread by, by offering up those resurrected scars. And I want to point out that, that Jesus was known by his scars, that that was kind of Thomas's test of, you know, how do I know this is going to be Jesus? And it's almost like a fingerprint scan. You know, if I see the exact kind of wounds that I, that I know that Jesus went through, that's how I will know him. And for some of us, we are known, we are who we are because of the kinds of wounds that have been healed. And that that's okay. That's a part of our Easter story along with Jesus. Whatever wounds you have, they can be a part of God's resurrection story. And ultimately in this scene, Thomas sees Jesus and sees the scars and responds the faith-trusting response, my Lord and my God. He trusts Him. He, he believes in Him. He's willing to follow Him to wherever those scars might still be in the future. You know, they don't know what might happen to them personally. But they're willing to go forward knowing that scars can be healed and can be resurrected. 
And so that's the story of Thomas. And I love that the Gospel of John concludes by, by talking about blessings and life. And Jesus says, you know, you saw face to face and you believed, but, but blessed are those who don't see and yet still believe. And then we get this note that a lot of scholars think was the original end of the gospel in John 20 there of, you know, all of these things were written and, and I could have told plenty of other stories, but these stories were picked out so that you might believe and have life. And that's the hope for the reader that you hear these things and you don't have to see them yet. You can believe and you can start to live today. And that's the invitation offered to all of us that, that there's hope in resurrected scars. Can we trust that even when we haven't seen that, that resurrection power fully present yet? Blessed are you who haven't yet seen. Maybe you're closed off in your house and you can't get out and yet you can have faith that God is in the middle of this, bringing about a little bit of hope and life and goodness in the midst of the chaos and the pain and the brokenness. Just watch what he will do. You never know where God might bring a resurrection power and what graves, what tombs might be emptied. May we all learn to offer our own resurrected scars. We take hope and life in Jesus' picture and offer our own to the world around us. And may we all have abundant life today. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, in this moment when we can't be face to face with each other and, uh, and as, a, as a church, as a community, we don't know what scars somebody might be going through right now. And Lord, I just ask for everyone who is struggling whether that's through job loss or health problems or just anxieties and fears from separation. Lord, we ask that you might bring about some resurrection in the midst of that pain and that those scars might be renewed and used into a story that helps spread your good news throughout the world. Lord, we ask that you would encourage us, that you would give us that strength of faith that when those painful moments happen, that we can trust that there might be resurrection still on the horizon and that you might bring life in the midst of whatever pain is happening. Lord, help us to get closer to you. Lord, we long for your presence. We long for each other's presence. Let us have life in you. We hope in your Easter power also being true today. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.